So anyway, I don't know what the heck's going on with Florida, but it certainly seems as if we spend time there every single week. Uh, I, something in the water. Oh, we're rolling. Hey, hey, everybody. This is the Monday Follies. I'm Craig Folly, the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. Thank you very much for being here. You caught us sort of mid-sentence there. We are going to spend a little bit of time in Florida today, which is fairly typical for the Follies. I don't know why, as we were just suggesting. I'm not sure what it is. Something in the water, the humidity makes people a little bit nuts down there. But I have some great panelists today. Alan Lengel is here, editor here at Deadline Detroit. Alan, thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks for having me. And also Chato Hill, man about town, advertising legend, Boulevardier, I do believe is the new title that we have for Chato Something these like days. That, yes. So that works out. Thank you for being here, sir. I appreciate it very much. Love, love it. And, and again, we, you know, we figured that Fridays, everybody's already in a good mood on a Friday. We thought we'd move the Follies to a Monday. Excellent. Because Mondays typically kind of stink. I'm in a great mood. Well, I am now because we're starting the Follies. So I I mentioned at the beginning, and uh, they probably overheard, that uh, we are going to spend some time in Florida. And let's just start with this one because we do like to talk about the ridiculous stories of the week, the things that we find out typically uh, over the course of a week. And, and, you know, it doesn't have to be the really serious stuff unless somebody says something really stupid in relation to – the really important stuff. This is not very important, but it is indicative, I think, of a of a of a trait of our president. In particular, did he say something stupid? Well, <laughs> this is more like he did something stupid, and I don't even know if he did something stupid. But here's a guy who won a golf tournament. Donald Trump won the club championship for his club, Trump International, down in Palm Beach. The interesting part is he didn't actually play in the tournament. Do you guys need a little primer on how this happens? Sure. Okay. How does that happen? The president, of course, is a member. He is the owner of this golf course. He has won this club championship before, and apparently he's a pretty good golfer, about a two handicap or so, a little bit more perhaps. But he obviously hasn't been able to play in this tournament. He's the president of the United States. You don't have time to play in your club championship. So he didn't play. A guy named with the last name Virtue, who apparently is a, a big financier and somebody who bankrolled the Green Book, by wow. the way. That's what he does, is finance pictures, among other things. He won the tournament, came in first place by himself. Now, Donald Trump apparently meets up with this guy and says, you know, had I played, I probably could have beat you. And the guy says, yeah, sure. well, whatever. So Trump says, I'll tell you what, we'll play nine holes, one-on-one, Winner take all. I get to be called club champion if I win. And the guy said, yeah, okay, whatever. And they do it. Trump What's he going to say to Trump? What's Trump he, what wins. are you going to tell? Trump, I, I'm not going to do that. It, well, I would say that. Yes, but he, but if you're, the, if you're the club champion. I can't golf, but yeah. I would say that. <laughs> but but the, here's the thing. So Trump wins this match. Nine holes. Yeah, nine holes. Winner take all kind of a deal. But then says at the end, well, we're co-champions. Well, apparently this virtue guy has 2018 co-champion above his locker. Donald Trump just says 2018 club champion. It <laughs> does not share it at all. Didn't even play in the tournament. Now, I'm not suggesting that he didn't beat this guy in golf. By all accounts, he did beat this guy in golf, and he is pretty good. He's better than I am. That's, that's fine. But, Alan, what does this say about, about a man that, that still needs this sort of validation at, at age 70-whatever um, to sit there and suggest that he's the champion? I'm the best. It's, it's a shocker, first of all, yeah. that he would do something, <laughs> something like that. Like that. Um, I mean, it's it's a recurring theme. The man is a narcissist. It's uh, you know, I mean, the, it's a dream job for him. He's a narcissist, and the world really does revolve around him, which is a dream of every narcissist. But in his case, he's really achieved the the pinnacle of narcissism, <laughs> and so it's just another, you know. 
chapter. I'm sorry, but leader of the free world seems to be a little bit more important than 2018 club champion. Just ah, seems I, to be. I don't that know. Might, I, that I might I be think... the kind of thing that he should be worrying about. Well, you know, I hate when they call him leader of the free world. The president of the United States usually is given that uh, honorarium. Yes. Right. But it's uh, uh, it's like for that person. He's not even the leader of, of America. He's not even the leader of Manhattan. He's not even the leader of Fifth leader Avenue of Mar-a-Lago. He's, he's Mar-a-Lago, the Ma- right. leader of Mar-a-Lago and the Trump International. If, if Craig's going to have a, 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 a laptop, we're going to have our laptop. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, but you know, I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't condemn him for any of his golf triumphs. Any man who can. It's sure. the first thing I've known that he could actually do well. He, if he's got a three handicap, that's very good in golf. Ah, he's, he's freaking Judge Smales. Are you kidding me? I guarantee you. Winter rules. He's kicking it down the fairway. Oh, you know, absolutely. And nobody's oh, looking. I his cat, he's that, looking yeah. the other way. The Texas wedge. The idea, yeah. the, the idea that you would suggest he would cheat in any way is uh, yeah, I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended by that. Yeah, We're yeah. offended. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just thought that this was so funny when I read this. It was in Golf Magazine is where I found this article. I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. How does a guy become well, club? champion in a tournament he doesn't actually play in. So basically all you have to do, so he gets basically a buy in the tournament all the way until the, somebody wins, and then they have to take on Donald Trump for the actual right to be crown champion. That seems pretty convenient. I, I kind of like that. Well, you know, I mean, you talk about small things. He's got bigger things to worry about. I mean, he was attacking Arnold Schwarzenegger for, oh, you know, for the low ratings. He watches Saturday Night Live and goes after Alec Baldwin. I mean, there's nothing too small for him to go after. I, 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 I tend to think he's easily distracted by really the, the much bigger things are being ignored for the things that he is more interested in. He's not interested in the little countries around the world, and frankly, he's not interested in a lot of things, but he is interested in him and how he plays out. And so... Well, I'm upset, though. I really wanted to see, and it's too bad that Kim Jong-il is no longer with us uh, because I would have loved to have seen, you know, instead of Tiger and Phil in the duel in the desert or whatever they did not that long ago, Mm -hmm. I would have paid the pay-per-view to see Donald Trump versus Kim Jong-il because Kim Jong-il famously once played 18 holes of golf and shot like a 22 and yeah, 11 right. holes in one or something yeah. like that, <laughs> according to the press release. Wow. And the game, he quit playing after that because the game was too easy. So I think the two of them together on the golf course I would like have been that. something to see. Oh. Absolutely. Um, it's a, it's a Kim Jong-il, or as David Letterman would say, and his brother, mentally ill. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's stay, let's stay at Mar-a-Lago, shall we? Let's see. Um, because this story with this spa, former spa owner... Ah. In Florida is getting weirder by the day. Uh, her name uh, is Lee Yang, goes by Cindy Yang. She's the former owner of this massage parlor where Robert Kraft was allegedly caught uh, soliciting a prostitute. Underage. Underage. Traffic potential woman traffic sex. woman. Allegedly. Uh She's been hanging out with a lot of high, high rolling Republican donors. In fact, there's a bunch of pictures that showed up over the weekend with her at Mar-a-Lago for a Super Bowl party, getting her picture taken with Don Jr., Eric Trump, Donald Trump, some selfies with some other folks there. Now it looks like she may have been basically selling Chinese, uh, you know, Chinese business access to the White House. Yeah, access to the White House. Um, and they're suggesting that perhaps, perhaps while she was still owner of this place, some of these. Uh, nefarious activities were actually going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are Donald Trump, 
Are you worried that uh, there may have been some sort of surveillance cameras at Cindy, I, Yang, I think Cindy you, Yang's place? I, you know, I, I think the difference, you know, it's interesting. I think every presidency, there have been people who have had access, mm-hmm. which we now look, look back and question. Look, JFK had, had an affair with a Absolutely. woman who was tied to a mobster. Uh, Nixon had plenty of shady folks coming in and stuff like that. I, I think the only thing that worries me more is that they were at least a little sharper about being a little bit more aware, and, and maybe not. I mean, look, Clinton... They didn't live in the same age where, where the, the cameras are always on, the glare of the spotlight is always on, right. so they had it a little easier. I mean, you know, nothing JFK did could have ever gotten past anybody today. Right. No, absolutely not. Well, certainly not Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I mean, that's that would have been saying. noticed. Sneaking <laughs> Marilyn Monroe up to your room. <laughs> exactly. Right. And Angie uh, Dickerson, uh, I think, right, yes. right before the uh, swearing-in, I think they were together. Angie uh, Dickinson? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I liked Angie Dickinson. Yeah, she was yeah, in yeah. a couple I of good shows. I think she was linked to him, but yeah, all those things. The thing is, of course, about all those is that they're just, they're our only rumors that are not completely verifiable and so you know but these days we know who trump's been with unfortunately actually you know the last time i saw this is to digress a bit sure with angie dickinson the last time i heard the name was while watching the sopranos and uncle junior's in the cell and the fbi is grilling him they say we want you to tell us this and he says yeah well i want he goes i want to you know stop angie dickinson (laughs) so what (laughs) so great. Gotta love Yiddish. I changed the word there. You were good there. There you go. There you go. Like I said, I don't like to work blue if I don't have to. So, you know, I always appreciate the Yiddish because it allows us to get around some of those problematic things because there's some kid out there right now that doesn't understand what that means but does understand the other word. My kids last night at dinner were discussing a couple of new shows on cable television. Uh, And one of them is not, one of them's. Israeli and it's in Hebrew, but another one is Israeli and it's in Yiddish. Wow. Wow. I don't know what the Which names one? of them are. Shtetl, sh- sh- uh, Something no could be. Well, By the way, Fauda is a great show to watch. Okay. That, they were discussing Fauda. Time, for, yeah. awesome time for the show. television listings now. Yes. The <laughs> I'm sorry right, so to either way, Sorry to digress. Either way, either way, you know, Cindy Yang, of course, uh, said she was leaving Miami and going to Washington and said she, you know, she didn't want any negative press, of course. Uh, do you have a feeling that there's anything more that's going to come out of this thing? Or is this just basically going to be Robert Kraft gets busted and everything else is just sort of forgotten i don't know that's anything about cindy yank or did you say cindy yank, yang. Or? cindy yang <laughs> yeah. her little, name is lee that yang was, that was a little joke i worked yeah, in yeah there. well i can't um, i work blue if i can um uh i don't know it's just like we are always saying you can't keep track of this shit anymore everything that has to do with with trump is uh, every day there's 16 new things, and you've forgotten the two or three important ones that happened yesterday. It's like you said about all these little things. I don't care about those little things. I care about how he's ruining our court system, how he's ru- ruining the, uh, you know, our trade system, how he's ruining this. He's still active doing all this stuff, even though... Yeah, well... Look, the important stuff, again, his budget announcement came out today. And, of course, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that as the week goes on because there's going to be some stuff to unpack, including basically wiping out the Great Lakes initiative, the the cleanup initiative that's going on there. Uh, He tried that last time around, didn't get through. We'll see whether or not that gets re-added into it. Um, I I was going to say, when you're talking about the courts, I mean, it's it's sort of an interesting footnote. 
that the f he's he's nominated uh, nearly 170 federal judges for for different mm -hmm. various judgeships. He's just uh, nominated the first black for for this district to replace Jerry Rosen, who, oh, really? who retired to move sure. on. Sure, the very first person. Although when I covered the federal courts uh, for the Detroit News, really. I, I realized that over a 12-year period, and I didn't cover for all 12 years, but from Reagan, the two two terms of Reagan and, and Bush, 12 years, there was not one black person nominated wow. for the for the bench, uh, and, and it was only after uh, Bill Clinton came in that that changed. So wow, it's an interesting thing. I mean, particularly in Detroit, I mean, you would expect yeah. well, a, a little balance there. Well, so. an interesting point there. Uh, well, like I said, this is not for the important stuff, though. We're supposed yes. to actually be having fun. Oh, that's right. right? Don't it's forget. It's the Monday Follies. It's the Monday Follies. It was on like Monday. I said, so there is all this Monday. important stuff, but there's also a lot of really stupid stuff to talk about here, uh, including Tim Cook's visit uh, with President uh -huh. Trump the other you mean day. Tim Apple? Tim Cook, the CEO of <laughs> Apple. Here's my favorite part about this. So President Trump is human, as much as he doesn't want us to believe it. He called him Tim Apple. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, first he lied about actually doing it. He said, I never said that. I never said that. Well, and they're like, well, here it is on tape. He's like, well, I did it to save words and time. To which I responded, Tim Apple actually has more syllables than Tim Cook. Yes. So it makes absolutely zero sense. I don't care about making that mistake. I really don't. Nobody gives a damn that you screwed up a guy's name. It happens all the time. I do it every single day. But I'm telling you. Don't, why? Why do you have to come up with some sort of an excuse for why it happened? Oh, I did it on purpose. I was trying to save time. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And at some point, I say that at least once a week, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And if you think about this, what's the point of this, Alan? I, I don't understand well, why I, you can't just sit there and go, I, I apologize, Tim. My mistake. I was just caught up in the moment. I was talking about your, it's the largest company in America, in terms of value, I, I, it's okay. I think as, as we were talking before, I mean, one, he's a narcissist, so he's never going to apologize. He's never going to admit he's wrong. But he also is always trying to envision, how is this going to play out? Am I going to be made fun of on, on the nightly news? And he's trying, but he doesn't realize that it only makes it worse by, his, by being stupid and not, not just saying, hey, I mean, look, that guy has to think about all these countries that are supposed to, at least, that we don't even know some of the names to. He meets people all day long. I mean, unless he's in his little bunker eating KFC. But <laughs> he's got a lot of names, so it's understandable. It's understandable to us that we might get somebody's name wrong or whatever, even an important person. But he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. the. He, he just can't ever admit to anybody anywhere at any time under any circumstances that he's fallible in the least. Because if he didn't mean Tim Apple to save time and syllables, uh, if he didn't mean to do that, then that means uh, sometimes he does what, are, what he says isn't exactly right. Well, I, and, and so therefore, then what about the, all the stuff you said about uh, the, the border and the wall and stuff like that? What about this? What about that? And so he just can't ever be seen, because he is a narcissist, like you said, that he's, he can't admit that he's ever wrong. Well, it's like a three-year-old, though, that gets caught in the cookie jar. They got the chocolate all over, the first, all over their face, and the first thing they do is deny that they did it. It wasn't me. Almost always say, I didn't do that. And then, of course, when it's 
they're cornered and there's no way out of it. They'll make something up, like somebody made me do it, or right. well, I did it for this reason. You know, they'll come up with some cockamamie reason, but it's just the mentality there is what cracks me up. And, and the thing is, he said I would have more respect for him. He said, "Oh, hey, sorry, Tim." I would not mind that so much because, like I said, yeah. everybody does it. Right. Everybody does right. it. And just this lack of willingness to actually acknowledge that there may be at least one or two minor failings. These, this is it's a very small thing. I shouldn't be upset about I, it. I'm not I upset. I just think it's just so incredibly stupid. He's so worried how it's going to play out, but he doesn't, like I say, he doesn't realize out a lot worse it's going to play out worse when you're, when you're not admitting something that's pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, it's like the guy who comes home. You could have uh, laughed. You could have said, I called you Tim Apple. Sorry about it's, that. It's like the guy who comes home at, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning after being out with his mistress or whatever, and his wife catches him and she says, what, where are you? He said, oh, I got home hours ago, but I, I, I fell asleep in the hammock in the, in the backyard. And she says, we took the hammock down last summer. <laughs> he says, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. You know, that's what Trump does. Right. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I don't care what it looks like or what it is. Right. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Called the hammock effect. The hammock effect. <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to be called. Do you hear the latest hammock? That's good. All right. Alan Lengel, Chato Hill with me for the Monday Follies here. Let's stay in Florida for just a little bit because, you know, Florida Man has become a thing. Florida Man now has its own Twitter account. God bless Florida Man on Twitter because they keep me abreast of all these wonderful stories that are happening in Florida. Uh, this guy ends up going and stealing a bunch of rare coins. And it turns out they were probably worth about $350,000. Oh, wow. So we were talking really rare, you know, misprints, mm-hmm. things along those lines. Coin collector stuff. Steals this coin collection. What does he do with it? Puts it into his local Coinstar machine at the grocery store. Gets $35 for $350,000 worth of coins. Where where did he think... where he burglarized some house? What yeah, happened? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what did happened. Did he get any diamonds or anything like that? No, too? nothing like that. But if he did, he probably, you know, who knows what he would have done. But um, yeah. well, it sold him to the Cracker Jack company to put in there. No, the guy is now in custody. But yeah, he he um, he basically had three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of stuff that he got three hundred thirty five dollars for out of the coin star and the question is is how much of the stuff got rejected you know because Mm -hmm. sometimes the machine won't recognize certain coins like spinning out those you know nickel indian you know indian head nickels or something like that we don't take these really rare silver dollars (laughs) (laughs) and he probably just left them there but uh 35 bucks and uh so basically the guy who got caught when they asked him why he did he said well i was just using those coins to help stay alive you know, so I, I guess the guy's uh, desperate. Now that's an honest answer. I suppose so, but man. And the, here's the thing. Do the Coinstar people, what do they do with that stuff? Are they Did gonna they go return through? it to the? Well, I, they, have, they can't. I mean, it's probably been rolled. It, it automatically goes into these things. So if he's got these rare pennies or rare nickels or quarters well, or whatever. Well, well wait. How did, it, how did they discover all this? Well, the guy got robbed. And this guy, when they caught him, because they... They basically found oh, out who he was, and he said yeah. they took it to the Coinstar machine, uh-huh. which is really, That's so funny. really, well, really think bad. They'd be able to track that down. Well, hopefully, you'd, you'd think. You'd think but so. It's it's tough to know. I mean, <laughs> and and the thing is, here's the great thing: Coinstar. Not only did they get a haul, but they also get twelve percent off everything that the guy put in there. Oh, so nice. it's nice. sort of like the payday loan of rolling change is what yeah. it is. But uh, I thought that one was pretty good. Uh, Another Florida story. I thought this one was pretty good as well. There's a guy in the Orange County. Uh, he's at the impound lot. His car gets towed away. 
and he decides to get revenge on the Orange County towing people. And I'm sure that everybody who's ever had their car towed understands what that feeling is like. Mm-hmm. It's really bad when you have to go uh, when your car has been towed and you have to go to the lot. Yes. Yes. So the great part pay is cash. the guy tried, he paid 300 bucks to get his car out. And he couldn't get it out because apparently there's some crime scene, crime scene tape around it, so they wouldn't let him take his car. And so he started lobbing Molotov cocktails into the lot, ended up hitting and burning his own car. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. Maybe he was trying to destroy some evidence. We're not exactly sure. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's not good. I, I, like I said, I understand the frustration. If you've ever had your car towed, um, it is an annoying experience, but right. I don't think, you know, throwing fire at the Molotov problem. Molotov cocktails may not be the solution. No, probably not. I have a no. feeling he's probably going to have to worry a bit about a little bit more than his car being impounded for right, a while. Right. I think that's maybe the kind gonna, of thing that... Uh, he was trying to destroy the coins he had stolen. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, gentlemen, um, should we do this story? I thought this one was pretty good. There's been a you know big debate here in Detroit recently about gentrification and sort of the hipsterfication of the city of Detroit. Oh, yeah. uh, this was a great story. There was a study out of Brandeis University about the hipster effect. And what this study was trying to suggest, and this is, this is oh, great, what starts out as nonconformity typically turns into very much conformity, that everybody who's nonconforming ends up looking the same after a while, yeah. whether it's punk rock, whether it's you know, rock and roll, whether it's hippies, whether it's you hipsters. Know, hipsters. <laughs> exactly. So, but the great part about it was they had this study and they published a picture of this guy from the MIT Technology Review, and there's a picture of this guy. Uh, and, and the caption was, a handsome young man shot, wait, a shot of a handsome young man in trendy winter attire against a wooden background. So it's a guy wearing a plaid shirt, a beard, and a knit hat. So this guy, who's really insulted by the study, Uh writes them a letter. And here's what he said in his letter. You used a heavily edited Getty image of me for your recent bit of clickbait about why hipsters all look the same. It's a poorly written and insulting article and somewhat Uh ironically about five years too late to be as desperately relevant as it is attempting to be. By using a tired cultural trope to try to spruce up an otherwise disturbing study, your lack of basic journalistic ethics in both the manner in which you reported this uncredited nonsense and the slanderous, unnecessary use of my picture without permission demands a response, and I am, of course, pursuing legal action. So this guy did not want to be seen as handsome man in trendy winter attire. What a horrible image. Now, here's the great part about it. Yeah. He wasn't the dude in the picture. Oh, my God. It wasn't him? No, he thought, he thought it, was it was him because there are similar pictures of him <laughs> looking just like this other guy, <laughs> so which basically the, the, the study's authors were like, yeah, you kind of proved our point. Yeah. <laughs> and so here's the best part about this. Here's what he writes. <laughs> this is, this is uh, I have to read it. Um, After the misunderstanding was cleared up, the man responded by saying to Getty Images, quote, wow, I stand corrected, I guess. I and multiple family members and a childhood friend pointed it out to me, thought it was a mildly photoshopped picture of me. I even have a very similar hat and shirt, though in full color, I can see it's not the same. Thank you for getting back to me and resolving the issue. <laughs> but he didn't take back any of the words about what, the what, bogus study what, in this. What I, what I want to say is that they should be responding to him, and we will, of course, be pursuing legal action <laughs> for your slanderous 
Well, and, and the person who worked on the study says, now, as far as I know, calling someone a hipster isn't slander, no matter how much they may hate it. Still, we would never use a picture without the proper license or model release. So we checked the license. And again, it was something that was licensed completely differently. And somebody signed right. this whole thing. So, yeah, he, he basically proved the whole study that hipsters are all starting to look alike and that nonconformists are actually, in reality, conforming. So that people that just dress like I do are kind of, you know, becoming the outliers here. That's right. So at what point yeah. do I become the hipster? Do we go full circle? Do we go full circle? I have no tattoos and I wear normal clothes. Does that mean no. Michael yeah. Lucido over here is like sitting there yeah. laughing as he broadcasts this yeah. one? No, you, 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 are, you have clearly, in what you're wearing today, you have clearly gone punk. Really? I'm just joking. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, <laughs> the, hair's, the hair's not spiked. The collar's normal. I, I haven't shaved, though. That's kind of weird. It's the new so. punk look. Uh, but, you know... If I were a hipster, if you were a hipster right now and you saw that story, would you immediately go out and shave your beard, maybe buy some different clothes? Is it time? Is it maybe time? Has the hipsterism jumped the shark? Uh, Are we getting ready to hang up our scooters anytime soon? I was with a bunch of hipsters the other night. In They're Ham- wonderful people. In Hamtramck. Yeah. And they do not look, all look alike. I know they don't. No, I'm, say- I'm saying so, no, <laughs> I do not have to do that because, yes, there are a lot of there are some people who look like me, the hipster says to himself, but... There's also 90% of these other hipsters who don't look like me, and so, no, I don't have to. I haven't jumped any sharks. They're, they're doing fine, the hipsters. All right. They'll would survive. We be They'll survive this one. And where they will. We, they will. They'll survive and, this. And where would we be without them? Speaking of the hipsters, though, speaking of, uh, like, uh, a quintessential hipster uh-huh. or a quintessential uh, uh, doppelganger for a hipster, it was recently announced that Fred Armisen... Mm-hmm. Is coming and is going to do a comedy show at the Crowfoot, at uh, uh, comedy for musicians. Very nice. Or and I and mean, everyone else is in, in, mm-hmm. invited. But I just think that he would have the proper, <laughs> the proper, well, uh, wry comment on this. Well, uh, to the point where the city of Portland is now kind of angry. Oh, yeah. with him over oh, Portland. Portland, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, they're just like, hey, we're not like this, man. He's like, yeah, like, yeah look around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like. It's a loving portrait. It's, 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 it is. It's it an is. I lived portrait. in Portland for. Uh, I worked at the newspaper out there. Yeah. And I remember when Mount St. Helens was going off, yeah. mm-hmm. and there was a reporter from the Boston Globe who was working out of our newsroom, and I was talking to him, and he says, "You know, I notice he, he, this guy was a, a national correspondent for the Globe, and he says I notice as I go from east to the west, the sense of humor." Just sort of goes like that. Because <laughs> by the time I get to the West Coast, there is no so. sense. No one's right. funny. He said that. <laughs> he, really? said, he said it's it's flatter. You barn is sharp. Uh, uh-huh. uh, well, okay, this is good for anybody that is uh, into the whales and and worried about the, the health of our oceans. I thought this was a pretty good story not too long ago. Now there was a hearing that was going on uh, at the Senate Natural Resources, or excuse me, the House Natural Resources Subcommittee, and they were talking about whether or not underwater seismic testing is harmful to whales and other marine you know other marine mammals and anybody else that relies on sonar to to be guided right mm-hmm. and so they say eh, we don't think it poses any real threat and you know he's like well, how do you know how do you know what it's like hearing that underwater if you're a whale or a dolphin or something like that because apparently this is like every 10 seconds constantly and so it's sort of like the equivalent of an underwater air horn going off 
all every the time. ten seconds. Yeah, and so it's it's a pretty big deal. And they say, well, we don't think it's uh, we don't think it's a threat. Every ten seconds, and this is for oil and gas deposits. They're looking. They're using sonar to find oil and gas deposits under no the doubt. ocean. No doubt. So I like the way when they said, nah, it's not really disruptive to anything. So this representative guy named Cunningham. He says, well, is this disruptive? Pulled out an air horn in the hearing, blasted it a couple of times. Is this disruptive? (laughs) Which I thought, that's got to be a first. First at Capitol Hill, for sure, with the air horn there. But uh, he made a point. There's one lady who was in the audience, pregnant, several months pregnant, Uh said as soon as the air horn went off, she felt her baby start kicking. Oh, really? (laughs) It's like, yeah. So it's disruptive. Um, and so the congressman said, is it fair to say that seismic air gun blasting is extremely loud and disruptive? <laughs> and then the guy from the Trump administration who's answering the question goes, well, I don't know how loud it is. I've, you know, it was irritating, but I didn't find it too disruptive. He's like, let me do that every 10 seconds. Then you tell me if that's disruptive. Uh, so lady point, with the baby, please leave the room. The point, yeah. point was made, though. I mean, you know, we mess around with things all the time without considering the repercussions right, of such true. things. But it's about time somebody actually turned the tables on us a little bit. Right, I thought right, it was pretty clever. Sure. I thought that, I think that's great. And it's like, we, we, we shouldn't, somebody should be thinking about that before they even do it or to right. say, we're going to try it for, uh, you know, for a day. And Well, the question I mean, the is... Trump's administration response would be, well, we haven't heard from the whales. That's I was going to say, I thought uh, the whales any would... complaints. Is get, anyone else? You'd get uh, something on Facebook from the whales saying, right. you recently ran an article yeah. about us. Well, yeah. as, as he said, though, this guy represents Charleston, North Car- or South Carolina, and, and a bunch of other coastal cities right along there. And he said, imagine me blowing that air horn every 10 seconds for days, weeks, and months on end. He said 16,000 times by the end of the year. If I did that as right. often as you're talking about doing it, how annoyed would you be at that point in time? I would. I, I would maybe, maybe. Maybe there's something like a, a, a Tylenol for whales. A, well, Just or some earmuffs dropping, or something. Yeah, something. Uh, but <laughs> earmuffs. I like that. Ear. I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was a really well done. Noise canceling headphones. They could wear noise canceling headphones. There you go. All right, we've got about two minutes left, and I got to wrap up with this one. Um, this seems like an obvious lesson. But there was a woman at a zoo in Arizona decided that she wanted to get a selfie with a jaguar, reached into the enclosure so she could lean into the enclosure. Um, and guess what? The jaguar attacked her. It's Messed shocking. her up pretty good. Shock. Shocking. Yeah, shocking. What, what, was the, what happened to her? Well, she's alive. She's yeah. alive, thankfully. She's got some scratches and, uh, and some other things. But she was reaching across the barrier to get a selfie with wow. the jaguar. And the jaguar... Uh, did not take kindly to it yeah. and attack the woman. Um, so we always talk about Darwin Awards and things along those lines. Mm-hmm. That one's got to be right up there, isn't it? We discussed this last night at dinner, my family, and the Darwin Awards came up, yes. Does everybody know what the Darwin Awards are? Explain what the Darwin Awards well, the are. The Darwin Awards basically are awards every year for the dumbest thing that people could possibly do. The dumbest do. things <laughs> that humans do. That's the proof Therefore, that we are not evolved. They're not the survival of the fittest, and <laughs> those right. people who have done these dumb things, yes. they're so dumb, maybe they should be... Uh, winnowed out, so to but speak. I, I saw... Or, a, or not chosen uh, to, to but, go on. You know, I know it's the Monday Follies and everything, but I saw a movie over the weekend at the Detroit Institute of Arts at the Detroit Film Theater, and... It, it started in during the war and before the war and in Germany, and they were weeding out people. Any people have just 
you know, demonstrated any kind of mental incapacity. They were, you know, basically getting rid of them uh, because they had to have the purity of the species. You know, just like Dr. Strangelove, <laughs> purity of essence. Uh. All right. Well, we got to wrap up the Monday Follies for today. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. Uh, Chato Advertising, I appreciate it very much. And Alan Deadline, thank you for being thank here you. as well. Thanks for having me. And uh, I just did that to save time, by the way, because I only had like 30 seconds left. So if I actually would have said their real names, we would have run out of time. So I couldn't do that. Chato Hill, Alan Lego. Appreciate Thanks. it very Excellent much. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. This is the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit.